0: You know, we talk a lot on this podcast about uh, sort of general ideas for uh, business communications, essentially both public facing and internal communications, mainly how you can use digital signage for that. But we kind of take this more sort of abstracted two stages out from the ground level view of things. But uh, it is a technology (laughs) and it is it is technology based. And there are things like screens and wires and uh, whatnot. And one of the things you have to think about is networking. Uh, I don't really know that much about that, but thank God I'm here with somebody who does, (laughs) and that is Joe Murray. Systems engineer and architect for physics. Hello, Joe. Hey, Derek. How's it going? Great. So, uh, I'm hoping you can educate me a little bit and some of our audience members on uh, some of the networking considerations. Absolutely. Uh, for digital signage. I love
1: tech. That, yeah, that's, he loves that's tech. May, some might say that's why I work here and, and have my job. So right? I love tech. So well,
0: then that works out quite nicely. I'm more than happy to talk to you about Do it. Do what you love, and what you love will love you.
1: Is that what they say?
0: <laughs> no, but it's my new hashtag. Cool. I'd like to thank Joe for talking to me today, and I'd like to thank all of you for listening. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. I know networking, to a certain extent, in my consumer life. Like, uh, you know, at Christmas, I'm the guy that does the lights on the tree. I'm, <laughs> I'm super particular about how they're done. Mm-hmm. And just for the record, it's small, colored, blinky strings. You're a pro. Well, I'm a pro. <laughs> one one wrapped around the trunk, and then the other's branching out in, in discreet You uh, painted sections. a beautiful picture there. Right, yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, you're setting up your computer and your Wi-Fi and stuff at home. I know how to do all that stuff. How much different is networking in a digital signage context?
1: Well, a lot of it depends right from the gate with is your system hosted you know, in the cloud through us or right. is it going to be on-premise? Okay. Uh, because that changes basically every networking requirement.
0: Gotcha, all right, so not a decision to be taken lightly. No,
1: yeah, th- this is something you want to think through, this is something you want to have
0: planned
1: well before you know, we, we work with you and implement things. Mm. Um, I will say there has certainly been a trend of customers going to our cloud offering, our hosted offering.
0: Well, it's just kind of becoming the thing now, I think. Uh,
1: yeah, I would say it's not just us, of course. It's it's certainly an industry-wide thing. You know, people are moving towards not having their own hardware on-premise. They're moving to you know, hey, you guys host it and do maintenance in the cloud and subscription-based stuff. I mean, basically as a whole the whole tech industry has gone into subscription stuff. And you know, yeah. we'll take care of all the hard technical stuff for you. You just deal with the content, the, the end stuff.
0: Right. Um, I just want to consume it.
1: Ex- yeah, honestly. Yeah. That's exactly right. I don't want
0: to make the food. I just want to eat
1: it. Right. Just just let me have it. Yeah. So I would say, um, let's. we can talk about cloud
0: hosted stuff okay. first. Is uh, yeah. that more complicated or less?
1: Uh, it depends on how secure your environment is. Gotcha. I would say for a regular customer, it's not inherently more complex. In okay. fact, you could certainly make the argument it's less complex because you don't have to deal with your own on-premise server. You know, We'll take care of that for you. Sure. Uh, so that's certainly less complex there, but you've got to make sure that you've got a solid and stable internet connection. Obviously, that's a huge requirement because if you're going to hit our server you know, up, up here in the cloud, then uh, you better have a pretty great internet connection, especially if you're going to be uploading videos, downloading videos to the players, things like that. That's a pretty serious consideration. So I would say uh, solid internet. Uh, You want to make sure you've got that. Ideally, we'll have some type of public IP address that will help make setup much easier. Although if you don't have that, it's not the end of the world. We can work around that. And we're, we're aware that a lot of customers don't have that type of capability or don't want to handle yeah, that. Yeah,
0: they think it's, it's insecure.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. You yeah. know, They have to get it from their internet provider. You know, and they have to configure their internal firewall properly. So, yeah, we, we, we definitely understand that not everyone's going to supply us that. But, right. you know, a, a public IP address. Um, and then with Signage Suite, we have this new software component that we didn't have in the older Access DV9 software. Uh, and it's called a relay. Think of it basically as just a PC that sits on your network that during initial setup communicates with our cloud hosted server. Uh-huh. Uh, so your players don't have to. So you're, you've got all your engaged players. They'll communicate directly with the relay, which is you know, physically located at, at your site and then it will communicate over the internet with our hosted uh,
0: server. Gotcha. Okay. And so
1: there, there is an additional component uh, of the relay during setup. But yeah, if, if we're hosting a cloud-based system for you, then you're going to want the relay, preferably a public IP, but not at the end of the world if you don't. And then you're going to want to make sure that you've got the proper ports open between the relay and our players. Right. Uh, because we don't just use like port 80 or 443 um, like a lot of softwares do. We have our own proprietary ports we use to get content very quickly. And, you know, it's all...
0: And I should think this would be any cloud-hosted digital software. Absolutely. Yeah. It really... Inter- like the, very much the same thing.
1: Exactly. any That's not unique to us. Any right. enterprise-grade software is going to have enterprise-grade requirements. Right, um, right, right. And that, that's something to to take note of. I, I And I think a lot of customers, I don't want to say forget that, but... You maybe aren't used to that if this is their first sort of redundant, supposed to be on all the time system that sort of operates itself. You know, digital signage really works that way. It, it's autonomous. You know, it, it's supposed mm. to boot up by itself, start running content by itself. You can push upgrades. And so I think a lot of customers sort of forget that, yeah, we're going to have special requirements. The entire digital science industry does because this is not like most other softwares and services you have at your organization. Right. Um, so we we certainly have some more enterprise grade requirements, but it, it's to make sure that things work seamlessly, that we don't interfere with other products on your network, and really just that that everything just works well and
0: consistently works well. Right. I mean that's that's the that's the dream. Okay. So that's cloud. How is an on premise system or deployment different? So on-premise is different
1: in that you actually, as the name implies, you have all the components on site, you know, actually at your organization.
0: And so... Right, you, it's all there. Lock the door.
1: Swallow exactly, the key. Exactly. No, one's, no getting, one's ever getting to it. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that a lot of customers, a lot of, you know, government customers will say, oh, it's got to be on-prem, um, which is, you know, I, t- I totally get that. I used to work in, uh, in healthcare. I get that. So basically, with an on-premise deployment, you have to provide your own server. You know, we're, we're Windows-based software, so have a Windows server. You will install our Access TV managed software on your server, and then uh, if you've bought hardware from us for the players, then it'll already have Engage primed. If not, then you're stick you, it on there. Exactly, you've oh. got to install Engage on your own hardware. And then the only Internet access you need at that point is to activate our player licenses and our managed licenses. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Very technical. Exactly. (laughs) Um, However, we do actually now have government licensing, which is uh, for customers that, you know, just cannot have um, Internet access, you know, uh, for their internal systems. Right. Um, which you know, again, I can I can certainly understand where that's coming. We're from. We're in
0: a bunker, fifty feet down. Honestly, yeah, that's we it. You know, not, we do not allow internet. We are. I worked in an air gapped facility. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, Doesn't mean you can't have nice digital signage.
1: Absolutely, actually, and you bring up a good point. It, you, you don't have to inherently have internet internet access to use our software and our services. However, you need to note that things like you know AccuWeather will not work.
0: Right, you're not going to get any kind of automated content feeds.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Right. You, you will have to you know manually
0: uh, take care of a lot of your content. You're on your phone going, Yeah. Right. What's the what's temperature the tomorrow? Yeah. Type, it the <laughs> Type it in. What's the time? Type it in. What's the time? Type it in. I mean, I'm I'm sure someone
1: out there does it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One very overworked employee. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right? So how does this stuff get activated then? I mean, does is it like on a stick or something, like a thumb drive? You have to go and someone has to physically plug it in and go, okay, it's authenticated and so you can use it. The way
1: government licensing works is uh, we build you know, a version of Access TV signage suites, let's say version like 1.30 in the future. When we make that installer we're going to make our regular installers for our regular customers. And you know, you, you distribute those over the internet, customers install it or right. we install it for that's them. that's how we and all, they just
0: license it. that's how we do uh, Adobe Creative Cloud yeah, exactly. and Office uh, 365 Exactly, you've got and your product that. key and everything. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, if you are a more secure customer and just do not allow internet access at or all. Or just
0: super paranoid.
1: Or super paranoid. <laughs> uh you can use the government licensing and basically we build you know version 1.30 for you let's say on january 1st let's just to make dates easy right we then allow that software to run for 13 months from the day that we built it and assembled it
0: here and then it needs renewal
1: exactly and then and then it will need a renewal so after 13 months uh, it will preserve all your content. It's not just going to delete everything. But Start it will. over exactly, but it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not going to play content, and it's not going to allow you to log in to manage.
0: Gotcha. And I so understand.
1: to do, to relicense it, you would actually install a newer version of a of right. signage. Suite it's that actually we built later. It's
0: actually kind of a smart way to make sure that uh, people have a more up to date version. Because you know, I know that there are some clients. Sure. Well, we're not naming names, but. Uh, <laughs> Even before a signage suite came out, and it was just Access TV. I mean, the last iteration of that was nine, and there were people who were still on four. Yes, I. Oh my god! And gosh. then they would say, "You know, it just doesn't work the way it used to." It doesn't, huh? Well, that's a it's that's a, a shocker. How odd <laughs> that. Five iterations, full iterations of the software. Later, it's not working. So yeah, we well.
1: changed a few things here and there.
0: Yeah, um, just to say, we didn't just change colors, you know. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I read a stat the other day. Maybe you know the answer to this. Maybe you don't. The without being without an update, what's the average life of an app that you stick on your on your smartphone?
1: Oh, on your smartphone?
0: Gosh. Yeah, you, you stick it on your, your Not, smartphone. It, it can't be long. Uh, I'm going to say maybe a year. 30 days.
1: Wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> 30 days.
0: In 30 days, if you have updates turned off, it mm-hmm. will begin to misbehave. Yeah. Because I, can, I can believe that. Yeah, it's um, 30 days.
1: Especially if you have, let, let's say like the Facebook app or something. They're changing API Which calls. Which I hate.
0: I'm on record as saying I hate oh, the Facebook so app. so brave. So I brave. hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> But yeah, I, I can it. I can see
1: <laughs> never, please. I, I can see uh, something like that, something really complex, just you know, not working after 30 days. Yeah, of a sorry,
0: but uh, we're all done with you. So yeah, that's it's that's pretty interesting. I guess you had to come up with that kind of a, a system because back to the government thing. Because, yeah, there are these clients who are like, hey, we want this. Mm-hmm. We'd love to have it. It's what we're looking for. But we have these externally imposed rules. And right. there's really not much we can do about that. Right.
1: And, I, and I'm sure any IT experts listening to this will completely agree with me when I say, you know, you can leave computers unpatched. And you can leave them vulnerable and everything. If they're not on the Internet, they might be okay. Like I'm, I'm sure we have some yeah. customers here running like Windows XP still. But if they're not on the internet, <laughs> who are you, people? <laughs> XP. <laughs> I mean, if you're not on the internet, it it technically is not a security vulnerability. Yeah, um, that's true. Especially if you have the computer itself in a very secured area, then it's fine. I, yeah, I, I've I've heard you know rumors of banks still running like Windows NT four. Uh, as long as they're just not on the internet and only certain huh. employees have access to them, then it's it's fine. It, it still works. That's so that crazy. that's we really built the government licensing specifically for. Customers that, you know, you know, like banks, like governments, like even some more secure colleges that just mm-hmm. just say, you know, listen, we have the most secure environment and that means no internet. I get that. Right. Okay.
0: <laughs> no problem. Active directory was a the state of the art thing. Way back the when. future. The few. Fu- it was the future, and now <laughs> right. it's becoming the past. Sort right. of. So the, there's there's
1: definitely sticklers to Active Directory AD integration. You know, to this day, and I, I you know I I used to be an AD admin. I totally get it. But and, and just real quick for those that don't know what Active Directory is, what is it? An excellent question. Uh, no <laughs> one knows, Derek. <laughs> uh, Active Directory is a Microsoft Microsoft technology that basically combined directory services of users and computers into one sort of software Mm. so basically it makes it work way easier for organizations because it's a central management point for all of your users on your network and all of your computers on your network so you can you. you can push policies to those computers you can create users delete users it, it's it's very, very good. And it was definitely, you know... A,
0: Certainly a time saver. Absolutely. Right.
1: But nowadays, as we mentioned earlier, people are really moving to the cloud. So mm. you've got cloud-based stuff. And Microsoft has you know, adapted AD into a cloud offering. It's part of their Azure um, offering. But a, a lot of people are completely rethinking, you know, how they manage computers and users over the internet. And that's, uh, that's where you get into single sign-on stuff like SAML, uh, that's, that's where you get into, you know, some more complex technologies that we've started rolling out into Signage
0: Suite. And what's what's the benefit of this single sign-on business?
1: So I'm personally a big fan of single sign-on because it, it eliminates a lot of passwords and it eliminates. Oh thank a lot. God! Yeah, finally.
0: I'm so <laughs> um, sick
1: of it. I think we finally, as a society, hit a breaking point where we started getting more complex password requirements and all these different passwords. Well, and, and they're, they're not, not standard. standard, so you're like, yeah. oh,
0: this one needs a capital letter. This one won't let me have a capital letter. This one right. has to be six. Got to have this that one... special character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's. Adding. And, you know, I read an uh, article a few months ago that said from some IT folks who said passwords are the worst. Oh, they are the worst. Way because, I mean, you know, you see it on movies and TV where like, mm-hmm. oh, the guy just taps the keyboard for a yes. while. Oh, I broke it. And all I can assume is that the guy's trying to do brute force. I mean, there's basically. no there's no way he broke that in an hour.
1: Yeah. Passwords are the worst. Like I said, when I worked in healthcare IT, we we tried to get rid of passwords years ago because that was a constant vulnerability Is is – Users just leaving their passwords written out on sticky notes and everything. Or and, you
0: know what the most common password is, is still that, you know, like
1: password. It's password. It's unbelievable.
0: It's so. so um, yeah. And then one two three four is next. Yeah, qwerty. I'm yeah. sure is probably a good uh, yeah, password. Really. But um, I mean that's what Mr. Robot shows. If anybody watches that show, oh, Mr. Absolutely. Robot shows that the way you hack a password is you hack the person.
1: Absolutely, a social social engineering. I believe is what yeah. they call it. But anyway, to to, re- to refocus. Mm. So single sign-on basically takes care of a lot of that by saying you know what instead of every service you use having its own you know unique username and password combination we're just going to give you one username one password and that's gonna log you into all of the services that you use.
0: Right, so I'll, I as a program will take care of all the Exactly, so that it is, is
1: very truly single sign-on. You sign right. in once and you've signed in everywhere. And so we just integrated a version of single sign-on into sign Suite and it's called SAML or, or the Security Assertion Markup Language for those playing I at home. I didn't wonder what it meant. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically we're using version two of that standard. Mm. So I know that we've tested this with uh, Azure AD which is sort of what I was hinting on earlier with Okta, with Shibboleth and with, uh, CAS. Yeah. Shibboleth, yes. that's, yeah no, that's a, a good great name. It's a good one. And you know, there's tons of other SAML providers that, mm-hmm. uh, as long as they, uh, as long as they comply with that SAML two specification, it should work with signage suite.
0: Really? And mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's been great. You know, uh, we, we, we've, we've just started rolling it out, but, uh, we've had a 100% success for, uh, rate with all these um, with all these providers all these single sign on providers well that ain't shabby ain't, ain't that neat <laughs> um and it's been really, really cool. You know, customers really love it, especially IT because, or I should say, let me back up, users love it because they only have, you know, one username and password for right. all their services.
0: It's still password, but
1: still. You know. Yeah, but still, it's just the one. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then IT love it because it's it's way
0: more secure. Sure. Uh, so it's, it's
1: really, really nice. You know, you, you, you don't have to remember a specific password for your digital signage.
0: Uh, I was reading something, again, this article about how passwords are so, they're not really very secure at all. Mm-hmm. You can very often guess what somebody's password is. Or if you have enough computers, you could, you could brute force break it just by trying all the combinations. But they have devices now that, like, like infrared cameras, allow you to see heat. It allows you to see Wi-Fi in a space. And the way that you move through a room... And thus, that Wi-Fi signal is different than the way that I move through it, which is different from the way Hmm. that Sean moves through it. Mm -hmm. The way that we move is completely unique to us. Even though it's just a silhouette, they can identify, oh, that's Joe from the way that he moves.
1: And you definitely didn't get this from just Mission Impossible, right? No,
0: no, no. This is a real thing. (laughs) That's That's, pretty cool. And that sounds crazy, right? And so there's an idea that eventually they'll get this technology to the point where you're laptop or your phone or whatever Mm -hmm. will automatically know it's you through a combination of recognizing your face recognizing the way that you hold it Mm -hmm. recognizing the way that you move and so it will just automatically turn on when you approach it but when i approach your computer it won't turn on.
1: oh i mean i've got that on my iphone right here i've got the iphone 10
0: and it's got face id
1: so you can just look at it and it'll it'll just it does a 3d scan of my face and will unlock just for me
0: But if Um, I make a mask of your face,
1: supposedly it still won't work because it uses—oh gosh, what is Apple called? Like subdermal processing or something. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Whole thing. Oh wow, it's really
0: cool. I I found it. I've never had an issue with it. So I'd have to kill you and take your face off. Yeah, you know, like Hannibal Lecter.
1: Absolutely, and then you can finally read those text messages that I've got.
0: Thank God. (laughs) All right. What are some common mistakes people make with uh, trying to get networking and digital signage to work together? I can
1: say not allocating enough bandwidth can be a bit of an issue. If your signage is comprised of just you know pictures, you know text messages, sure. then that's all PowerPoint good and fine. Slides, yeah, PowerPoint right. slides. That, that's not going to take up a lot of bandwidth. Full HD used to be the standard. We're moving to 4K as the new resolution standard. And
0: I, I actually heard that there's an 8K out yep, there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, is, that's already in a draft isn't specification. That, isn't that ridiculous? I mean, do we, it looks cool. can the human eye even see a difference? I, there, there's a lot to it, you know,
1: it, it, it comes down 300K. to, yeah, exactly. It comes down to like color accuracy and, you know, right. refresh rate, all this other stuff. But I mean, there's definitely a point of diminishing returns, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think at a certain point it's just a, given.
1: but, but basically you, you, you do need to remember to allocate proper bandwidth for your signage system. Uh, Meaning you're, you're on the network. Absolutely um, on the network because if you are synchronizing all these you know larger 4K videos and everything and and maybe they're ten minutes each or you know right you know,
0: that's a lot. That's of a data. lot of
1: data moving yeah. around. And uh, you, if if you want your content to publish and synchronize pretty quickly, then you you better not have just some regular ten you know megabit per second connection. You probably want something like uh, 10, 100, 1000 networking, something like that. Mm. You know, gigabit networking. Uh, it is worth noting though, because I know uh, I know development will kill me if I don't mention this. <laughs> uh, we are not streaming content from either our cloud server or on-prem server to oh. your players. It it is sort of synchronized in what's called blobs. Seriously, really, um, that's fun. Yeah, it's blo- Yeah, we well we have the best terms in, in tech. We've we have, goo- we have gooey blobs, cookies. You know, it's, uh, yeah, cookies. It, it's good yeah. stuff. If you take a video and you've uploaded it to your managed server, and then you want that video to play on your engaged players, the server does not stream the video from the players, which is what there to the players exactly. And, and yeah, and so that does. that is a constant use of bandwidth. Hmm. Rather. You upload the video to the managed server. The managed server will synchronize it to the players. And mm-hmm. then once the players have it stored on its local hard drive, it's actually not using uh, bandwidth anymore. It's not really utilizing the network. Right,
0: because it's, it's, it's temporarily local. Exactly. It's local to the players,
1: right. which is nice because it's not taking up bandwidth uh, or it's not constantly bonking down your network. But it's also nice because if your network goes down, if your server goes down, something like that. It still works. Exactly. The content still works, which right. is worth noting. I think a lot of customers uh, are under the impression we're streaming stuff all the time. Right. We're just doing
0: basically synchronization, and then once there everything goes, is local to the players. Here you go, and then it goes. Exactly. And then what? Does it then Does it expire after a certain amount of time? Does no. Does so, it So what
1: happens is, depending on how you've set up signage suite, um, it can be down to, or as quick as every five minutes, the player will check with the server and say, hey. Are you, know, the same? Are, you know, is the content the same that I have locally? Has the user made a new layout? Have they changed something on the layout? Have they deleted content? Gotcha. Made new content? Uh-huh. And if the server says, yeah, you know, actually, you know, you've got a you've got a new schedule now, then the server will will provide that content to the player, Put it and the, in the player will, will exactly, and the player will pull it. That's pretty interesting.
0: It's pretty cool. So bandwidth, very very important. Yep. Any anything else?
1: Uh, I, I'm I'm going to mention firewalls again because we we. i always use... wondered how
0: the heck this works with firewalls, especially yes. at universities. I know it can be tricky. It, it
1: can be a little tricky, um, especially if you have universities that have multiple different schools, like the School of Engineering, the School of you know, And they're all using different, and they all have different you know segments on their network, and they have different <laughs> firewalls. It's it's a whole thing. Right. Uh, so the the firewall ports are very very important, especially if you're cloud based, because you've got to make sure to open up the ports to the outside world uh, that's very important um, yes yeah, certain ma- making sure that you've looked at our networking guide I think we've got it available on the website
0: yes yes
1: so you you definitely want to make sure that uh, you've looked over your IT has looked over the networking guide to make sure that all the p- proper ports are opened that your servers at the correct specifications that we want that your networks at the correct specifications because otherwise it can just lead to a subpar experience or the product may not work at all right which
0: and is that's not fun. certainly suboptimal yeah that's a little suboptimal <laughs> As we say. It's not just, you're not just buying a consumer product here. You're no, not, not, not going to do an unboxing video of uh, digital signage. Right, right. It, it would be a very long, week-long un- video.
1: Unfortunately, and also fortunately, uh, we've sort of been spoiled by consumer tech nowadays because consumer tech has never done more and it's never been easier to do a lot of stuff. So, I mean, seriously. Seriously. I,
0: I had a, I, I'm an Android guy. Mm-hmm. I just, I had a... I kept it for five years. I had the Galaxy S5. Mm -hmm. I went, okay, it's no longer able to handle these new apps, Mm -hmm. so it's disintegrating. (laughs) So like, it won't work at all. And sometimes, so I got the S10. And you know, in the old days, when I went from an S3 to an S5, I had to, you know, spend hours downloading this and this. Now, I it just says, do you want me to find a little thing you click? Do you want me to find any other Samsung phones in the area? And I said. Yes. Sure. <laughs> and it found my old S5 and it just, it said, okay, I'm just going to pull everything off that. That's and it cool. pulled all the files, mm-hmm. all the apps, the address, everything. It right. Missed, that's It cool. missed one thing. So I just went, boom, I made a sandwich. I came back. <laughs> it was done. Magic. I was like, that is amazing. Yeah. It, we are, very, I think that's right, a very good very point. We're really spoiled. spoiled consumer tech.
1: Exactly. So the, the classic phrase, you know, make it, j- you know, just, just make it work. What what I think a lot of customers find out a lot of you know um, smaller customers especially that aren't used to enterprise grade solutions like mm-hmm. our products is that you know there there is setup you know the magic doesn't just happen because things need to be redundant things need to account you know our software needs to account for all these use cases unfortunately it's not just a boom bam out of the box everything just works experience it's a collaboration you know yep. it's a it's a whole setup but once it gets set up you know everything's great you know right. and it works really well and, and each
0: deployment's and, unique. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, it's there. There are so many unique individualizing mm-hmm. factors in each deployment that it, it just it, it has to be that way. Right. I think exactly, yeah. exactly. Just like each audience is unique, and so the content that you put on to your digital signage uh, is tailored to them. The uh, the actual physical infrastructure of that digital signage is also going to be unique to your particular organization. Mm-hmm. So that's a it's a lot of good food for thought. Uh, thank you very much. Mr. Joe Murray. Thank you. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode, and connect with us on social media.